And as um, some of you know, and um, for guests, I just want to let you know that we've been in a sermon series on being restored. And what does it mean to be restored? Restorers. So that how the Lord works in us, then we can turn around and um, cooperate by his grace to bring that same work in other people's lives. Yeah, so um, today we're going to talk about restored comfort. And we're going to do this by looking at um, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, and then using the Heidelberg Catechism, which is a teaching tool of the church for hundreds of years. And um, it's written in a question and answer kind of format. And so we're going to um, look there, but let me. All right, so Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. I love that. So that we can comfort those in any trouble. Friends, there is not a trouble that their Lord doesn't have comfort for. All right. So um, then looking at the catechism, uh, question and answer one, I um, will get to the right page. There we go. All right, so um, I'll read the question. Can that slide go up? Oh, it is up. Okay. Um, So I'll read the question, and then all together we'll read the answer. All right. So what is your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm going to go on and read the rest of the answer. So, that we belong to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. He is fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood, and he has set me free from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. This is based on about 20 scriptures. So what the catechism does is it reads scripture and then tries to formulate a discipleship material so that we can understand what is our faith and what is it based on. And it tells us right here, the very first question, that our comfort and our faith is based on Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, who saved us, 
that we belong, if we've placed our faith in him, we belong body and soul to him. And he knows everything, every situation, every trouble that we face. So, talking about comfort today. And I heard this story that while I was gone on sabbatical, that one of our younger members um, had a bedtime. And Eden had a bedtime over there. And Zippy was missing his blanket. I believe Neil and um, Eden shared the testimony a few weeks ago. So if some of you remember the story. Others of you weren't here. But he needs Zippy for the comfort to just relax and go to sleep. And Zippy the blanket was missing. And so Victoria was praying downstairs because she was visiting for dinner. And Neil and Anna were praying upstairs. Lord, where is Zippy? And the Lord guided them to the next door neighbor's yard. Gave him a picture of where it was, and sure enough, there was Zippy. Well, um, how many of you had a Zippy or something like that? Yeah, I see it, and my husband tells me that he had a blanket even up until teenage years. (laughs) It's okay. He gave me permission. So (laughs) no shame, right? No shame. Um, But the comfort that comes from Zippy or the blanket, the comfort that comes from a loving mom or dad, when there's difficulty, when there's fear, when there's some kind of trouble that just is bothering, um, how that loving parent just coming in in the night, like when a child is crying, and as soon as they hear the mom or the dad that steps in and says, hey, honey, what's going on? They put their hand on their head, they stroke their head, and pretty soon all is well. The parents represent the love of God. Even the best parent doesn't do it as well as our perfect God, who's our loving Heavenly Father, who cares about everything that we're afraid of, everything that's troubling us, everything that is making us anxious, uptight, concerned. He cares and he loves. Paul wrote this from 2 Corinthians as the Corinthians were facing trials. They were facing suffering. They were facing death for their faith. So what he's talking to them about receiving comfort, this is the real deal. They're in the thick of it. Well, we too face trials. We may not be facing persecution for our faith, but we face troubles. I want to tell you a little bit about my summer. This is kind of part sermon, part testimony. Um, So, you you know, I was depleted at the end of the spring, and the church blessed me to go away and rest. And what a blessing that the Lord saw fit to have me rest this summer. Um, I didn't know it, but... um, 
I was going to be reflecting on the comfort that comes in Jesus when we face death. I um, had, starting the very first day of my sabbatical, I read the obituary of a beloved person in my life. That was the first of nine people that died over the summer. Every couple of weeks, I got bad news. Family members, friends. And I sat there, and I was so tired. I felt like Elisha, or Elijah, when he had been through that Mount Carmel experience, and then his perception just got so altered that he thought he was the only one left, and he just was despairing. I felt despairing at times this summer. And I tell you what, I'd sit there and I'd be like, how is the gospel relevant in this situation? I would just ask the question, God, how is this good news, like how is your good news, good news in this, in this death, in this loss of a newborn, in this taking of a life, in this taking of their own life? God, family, friends, colleagues, facing death. He's our comfort. And those that knew Jesus face that, and the families that knew Jesus face that in a completely different way because they had supernatural comfort, just like Elijah received supernatural comfort in the desert, supernatural food. He was so weak. When we are weak and we are tired and when we face very difficult things. He, Jesus, is our comfort. When we know that we belong body and soul, that no matter what happens to our loved ones, if they're in Christ, death is not the end. Death is not the end. They just transition from glory to glory, whoa, (laughs) the doors just open wide for our loved ones to be face-to-face with the Lord. That's the hope we have. That's the comfort that we find. The Wester family, they faced death this week. And it's been a long, a year Seems short in some ways and incredibly long in others when you're praying and hoping that the Lord's going to heal. And yet, the Lord in this, in the, in the testimony of the catechism says that nothing can happen without the Father knowing and permitting and that he'll turn this for good. And so there's a hope because their father 
was in Jesus Christ. And I watched the funeral service. Maybe some of you did as well. And what hope was on full display. The gospel was on full display, even in their grief. They weren't faking it. They said, this is sad. This is not the way we wanted it. This is not the way we wanted it. But yet, they had hope. They had comfort. They had comfort. We need comfort when we're facing death. But also, we need comfort in life. Yeah? We all face troubles. And again, we're not victims of this world, but we live in a fallen world because we as humanity participated in sin. None of these troubles would have been God's desire from the beginning except that sin entered the world. And we've all participated in sin, yes? Yeah. So we're not victims, but troubles happen in this world. And we need comfort in life. And so um, Pastor Jalisa gave me permission, she and Brendan, to share this story. This has been a hard week for Pastor Jalisa. They've had the stomach bug at their house. She was scheduled to preach this morning. All last evening they were at the ER with their little son Barrett. He had been screaming inconsolably for several hours. And they had to take him to the hospital. They needed comfort in life. If you've ever had an inconsolable child. And then they're doing ultrasound, and then they're getting ready to do CAT scan last night. But you know what? The Lord was comforting. Because they're in Christ, they were praying. We were praying, those that knew. And they had given little Barrett something to calm him down so they could even assess him. And then just before they take him to CAT scan, he wakes up laughing and silly. And where did the pain go? What happened? Pastor Jalisa said, I'm content to believe that God answered our prayers. All right? But she needed, they needed comfort. And the Lord was present to them. He was present to me last night at 11 when I found out I needed to preach this morning. But you know what? We get to share the comfort that we've received so that others can be comforted. We should all have a a word of what God's been doing in our lives so that we can share at any moment, any situation, any conversation. And so we need comfort in life. My summer, it wasn't just all about losing people that I loved and cared and prayed about and prayed for, but it was also about the brake caliper getting stuck and needing a new rotor. Something about the truck and the brakes. All right. I might have said it right. I might have not. But, you know, it was about the dryer breaking down. It was about me forgetting to close the refrigerator door and the refrigerator running until everything froze and cans of pop exploded. And then the whole... Inside was frozen, so it wasn't holding anything cool, and needed several hundred dollars to come thaw out the refrigerator. All right, we need comfort 
when you realize it was your own mistake that did this. Oh, my goodness. Um, we, need it, we need comfort in big ways and small ways. Your situations. I think about um, Marissa, the woman that you talked to that is new in this country and studying and how that she needs comfort. And she says, I'm open. You know, faith is about exploring the things of eternity. And she's open. And she needs comfort. She needs hope. I don't know. It may be a relationship that has you feeling very troubled and anxious. There's hope in Jesus Christ. There's comfort in him. You belong to him. Body, not just your body for living and dying, but your soul, your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings. You belong to him and he cares. And there's comfort for you. As you think about that you're not alone in this relationship. You're not alone in parenting in this situation that is extremely difficult. You're not alone if you're a widow. You're not alone if you live by yourself and single. You're not alone if you're married. Because if you are in Christ and he is in you, he's with you. And there's comfort what I found is that he knows us is extremely like the best parent ever. But we, like kids, did you ever hide anything from your parents? Didn't let them know that you were really hurting? There's a receiving of his comfort. And so a few things that I learned over the summer is to increasingly turn to him. Who is my comfort? You know, he said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm sending my Holy Spirit. But sometimes we act like orphans. Sometimes we live like orphans instead of turning to the very one who's there for comfort and guidance and help. A couple of practical things I learned is if you're sitting there in your devotions and you're still feeling alone, Sometimes just look and see, because there's often an empty chair or an empty seat on the couch next to you, and it can serve to remind you, you're not alone. God's right there in that chair, in that, you know, sitting on the tailgate of your truck if you're doing your devotions outside or under the tree or wherever you are spending, wherever you are, and wherever you're spending time with the Lord, he's there with you, not just a book with words. This is his very word to you. And it's connecting you to him who loves you, who owns you, who gave his very life for you. If you lay down his life, doesn't that show how precious you are to him? So naming our feelings, talking to the Lord about how you really feel. And sometimes it takes time to slow down and not try to just be so busy that you don't think about how you feel. Yeah? Anybody? So naming your feelings, slowing down, being aware that he's with you, and then ask. 
Ask for that comfort. Ask for the comfort that he alone can perfectly give you. He touches our hearts. He touches our minds. He touches our bodies. He helps us in any trouble. This really is about a discipleship path. It's about growing to know who Jesus is more and more, the one who loves us, the one who wants to spend time with us, the one who wants to comfort us. And so... We grow, and then we turn around, and we share. And I bet you have stories of a time that you received comfort from God, whether it was facing someone's death or your own mortality, or maybe it's that you were experiencing something that troubled you in life, and you experienced discomfort. And so I'm going to give you a minute to think about a story your story of how God has comforted you.